Welcome everyone to our May 2020 Ad Heart Call. And our theme this month is Ad Heart to Easing the Pandemic. Last month our call was adding heart to healthcare workers around the world who are selflessly putting themselves at risk as they treat patients affected by the coronavirus. And we all know the virus has taken a devastating economic toll and a mental toll mental health toll on people all around the world have been sheltering in place. And recently, many countries have been relaxing their restrictions and reopening their businesses. At the same time, healthcare workers are concerned about a second wave of COVID-19 patients if restrictions are eased too soon. And, you know, I think a lot of us are feeling, what is this push-pull and what do we do? What is the heart-intelligent way to approach this? So my guest today is Gail Novak, Chief Nursing Officer and Incident Commander for the Emergency Services Management at Ascension St. John Hospital in Detroit, Michigan, which has been a COVID-19 hotspot. And we want to hear her perspectives on all this. Gail, welcome to our Ad Heart Call. Thank you. Thank you so much, Deborah. It's just really an honor to be here. Um, and I, it is true that we have certainly been struck severely in our, in our um, urban area here. We are about 10 weeks into um, the pandemic in, in, this loca- in this area, and we have, uh, we're, we've reached a plateau where we expected at this point to be lower than we are. Um, but we are very um, happy to report that our death rate has certainly significantly decreased. Our admission rates are down, um, and we're re- recognizing that we are in um, an environment where we are intra-COVID, and um, perhaps this is something that we are going to be living with in some way, um, for a long and unknown period of time, um, and we are learning how to manage that and to and to do it well and in, in the healthiest ways possible. As you mentioned, that it affects our our mental health and our um, our capacity for learning has certainly expanded as we're learning how to live life in a new way. You're totally right. So when you're learning how to manage that. Um within among the nurses among the hospital staff i'm sure it's a little bit of a breather that you're not just in triage mode the whole time right now Um, and i'm so glad to hear that but how are you how are the nurses balancing their mental health needs and the economic needs and the people's patients needs how are you what's your plans to manage that yes well, as we as we began the journey, um, it, we were so caught up with the adrenaline flowing and so caught up in responding to the emergencies. And if they're they're the frontline staff with the patients in front of them, they're just going from moment to moment. Um, and so we were using at that point in time our our heart math tools for some of us, um, just heart focused breathing and quick coherence as we're just going from one emergency to the next one. Um, And our focus in leadership was on 
providing as much ease as we could for the frontline workers as you know many of them were always working if you will and even if they were leaving their work their lives are turned upside down because they may have to separate themselves from their families that we had many that were in alternative living situations meaning we were providing them housing in in hotel rooms or in some of the houses um, that are around the, the our property that we maintain those kinds of things um, but all of us were basically in isolation as we are across the world and uh, um, that was a very different environment than what we're in now and I don't think we're unusual I do think that as we've moved through we're recognizing that perhaps the symptoms of stress that we put aside well we needed to focus on the patients um, and the emergent needs that now we're having to address those um, and it's at this point we're 10 weeks in and some of us are pretty fatigued and so there's a lot of feelings out there around um, our community and as things start to open up you know we have feelings well we know we need to open up and we know we want to live life and we know the economy matters and how do we do that safely so there's a definitely a push-pull um, and opportunities for us to I, I would say fall um, if we are not able to consciously add heart and so I've learned in this journey that uh, when I was early on really feeling the challenge and the stress of it and feeling exhausted um, I had one day here in my office wherein I didn't know what to do next I, I honestly had no idea what to do next and I was feel and not an anxious person but I was feeling anxious and I stopped in my tracks and I looked out the window and I took a deep breath and I used the freeze frame technique because I didn't know what else to do and oddly enough what I was looking for was a solution to a problem right then that's not what came what came was my memory that I had a stone in my, in the drawer of my desk and I needed to know what was on that stone what was what was um, engraved into that stone and I had never looked at it before I had put it there it's called a love stone and it's on one side of the stone it says love and on the other side I didn't know what was there because I had never looked at it um, intentionally it was put there for when I needed it so in that freeze frame process I turned the stone over and this is how the statement goes love does not demand its own way which was precisely what I needed at that time as the solutions were before me um, but I could not see them due to the stress that I was experiencing fast forward to the present time and what I am experiencing presently as our um, our staff members um, and our patients and we don't have visitors we we have a few visitors and that's something different that we wouldn't discuss here they go through a deep screening process so that we can get them to their loved ones in our state of Michigan in the United States we are very restricted in our status to um, persons who can come to the hospital but at any rate um, 
adding heart through my own tools, I wanted everyone to to have the capacity to use the tools that I use um, and that we all use, that we know work so well. Um, and in this time of stress where I see persons on the continuum from those who have a tremendous amount of resilience to those who don't have that capacity, that what we have to offer them is ourselves. And I can stand before a group of people, sit with a group of people virtually. For the most part, it's virtually. We're not physically near each other except when I'm out in the hospital rounding. But to just pause, ground myself in inner ease technique, and then be present with the persons I'm with, I can recognize where they are in their capacity for resilience and know that I might even, I might either, I should say, offer to them to do a heart lock-in with them, do a freeze frame with them, depends on what, it, what would be indicated, or maybe it is simply that I do my own heart lock-in and energetically I impact them. And that has been um, a lifesaver in our organization as we have um, so many people in our organization that do have the tools. And as we all just quietly use them, it's not easy. I'm not saying that we are thriving. Um, but as you know, depending on what the situation is, just to be able to take this, the next step is as powerful as experiencing joy. Mm. Gail, that's an amazing story, and it's so real. And I know that our listeners are really riveted as I am listening to you because you are taking the tools to the street in such an important and critical way and it confirms to everyone I think the real value of these techniques that we've all been practicing in our own lives but also in terms of this critical care situation right now and I really also appreciated your story of the freeze frame technique and how your heart's intuitive guidance when you get your heart and brain in sync, as our research shows, you have more access to more intuition, whether it's from your deepest subconscious or whether it's non-local, but you had that intuitive guidance from your heart to look at that stone, and that was exactly what you needed at that moment. And I think it's so important for all of us to remember that there is this larger intelligence, heart intelligence that we can connect with that can really guide us through these times and help us make these choices we have to make moment to moment. You certainly have to make them as the nurses moment to moment. But for us right now, with the unpredictability of the future between practicing health hygiene to not make ourselves or others ill, and at the same time, having that social connection, which is so important, whether it's online, by phone, or social distancing six feet apart, people need to connect with each other heart-to-heart. Heart-to-heart heart uh, can be done online, too, but that's so important. And then also taking care of ourselves economically the best we can. But the heart's guidance really can help us 
at least know our next steps. And I just love that you shared that story because it is so important for everybody. I also wanted to ask you, since you have so many nurses there practicing heart math, have you seen how they have been able or have you been able, or maybe now that we're in this a little bit quieter period you're calling intra-COVID. Share any of the tools with your patients? Um, they are, some of, the, some of them do, and in our organization, um, that is um, our opportunity to go deeper into how do we do that. And the interesting part of, of your question, Deborah, is that prior to the pandemic, we were developing training programs for this year to really deepen the practice of sharing tools with patients. How do you know um, that they're ready? Um, you know, for example, are they um, are they in a, a pre-contemplative state where I wouldn't actually teach them the tool, but I might breathe with them, um, invite them to breathe with me, and we would just start to invite that and so on and so forth. Well, like many other programs that we were going to over the course of the year um, bring to fruition, the pandemic required not that we drop them, but that we speed up the implementation of them, oddly enough. Um, the reason that happened is because they're holistic, spiritually centered programs, and we need that. As a society, we really need that right now. Mm -hmm. And so we have begun with, with, within groups of, um, for certain care activities, but especially more so than the, parent, than the patients who oftentimes cognitively do not have the capacity to engage presently, nor um, to even talk about the breath is frightening to them because they feel like they can't take their next breath. But for their families, for their family members who are unable to be present with them, we're doing a tremendous amount of work with their families virtually through FaceTiming and those kinds of things with them being in the room, uh, us being in the room with the patient and the family virtually um, using the tools with the families. One of the most empowering tools that we can give to a family member and now I feel a little bit emotional, but it is um, to, to have the capacity to influence their loved one's way of being and ease in the moment through their quick coherence. And we know this. We know this in heart math. So for a family member to just learn that is, is one of the greatest gifts that can be given to them. And that's what we are focusing on at this time thank you so much you're the service you're providing in doing that energetically and it's love it's really love and care and i just honor that so much yeah. they feel so helpless they feel yeah. so helpless and for them to have things that they can give their loved one who's in the hospital not sure if they're going to live or not um, it, that impacts the future and the mental health of our society, right? Um, it makes a huge difference. It's, 
Absolutely. The the hope energetically as more people wake up to the heart and the importance of what it is scientifically to add heart and the energetic connections that we can lift each other is so important and you're you're a, you're doing it and I, a lot of people are but I just so honor that in that crisis that that's happening because is the research is showing the energetic field of you helping one family member helps so much more than that the heart goes out and to the whole field environment and uplifts the whole field environment so having so many of your nurses at the hospital be doing this and the care going out uh, just adds a whole light not only to them and their patients but the whole hospital and the the whole region and it's just uh, research is validating that and that is so wonderful that that's occurring and you're doing that and hopefully when they go home the families they have a little bit more of that they can contagion a heart contagion that they can share with other family members yes so preparing for the intra COVID what an interesting expression are the hospital workers able to catch their breath a little bit and and plan for their future that or social support around that how are you all handling that to try to get ahead of the curve so to speak mm-hmm. um, we're fortunate enough to work in an organization that we're um, we knew right at the outset as leaders in the organization that we would be providing um, a tremendous amount of uh, support for our associates from a whole life perspective and so we are in a, a very diverse community um, that has become quite close-knit um, it's not that we we didn't have a supportive community b- before but but now um, it's just it's miraculous miracles have occurred um, in this um, in this uh, very difficult uh, journey that we're on and so as we go forward we uh, are continuing to provide additional financial support to our associates who are um, in need Um, and um, from a mental health perspective we are offering um, support on-site at no charge um, tools and counseling and uh, different systems depending on what the individuals need at the time so that's what we're in formation with right now and that's also our our anticipation would be this would be extended to the community Uh, and what we're emphasizing is where are we strong and how do we use those strengths to guide us into this new world that we're in you know um, how will we for an example one of our counselors says you know we all learned without having any teacher we all learned how to breathe when we were born we all learned how to crawl we all learned how to walk that's strength so how do we take those strengths into this new world that so many of us think is is not imaginable um, 
we are we're not um, we're not filled with hope here we know that we're going to be successful and we're going to thrive and we don't want to go back to the old normal um, we're looking forward to the new normal and at the core of the new normal is love and heart and all that we've experienced here during this pandemic which the focus every day has been on love and heart um, we have every intention of retaining that and spreading it awesome that's just awesome well you aren't you're creating hope for others and that is one of the highest gifts any of us could give to each other uh, I'm so appreciative of all you're doing and I know all the listeners are as well and replicating that it, like you're saying we don't want to go back to the old normal because the new is this awakening of love of heart and there's probably more love on this planet worldwide that has been released by people coming to that realization sheltering with family at home or seeing what's happening or appreciating Mm -hmm. all the care caring for each other than has ever been before and we building on that is an inner knowingness and that uh, no one could have predicted three months ago we'd be here today it's quite awesome and that we're in this together all of us yeah you know Deborah I don't want to make it sound like it's easy because it's not it's extremely right. difficult and when it's most difficult is when it's most important and I think a, a, a brief story to to bring that point home is that when we are standing in front of, pers of a person who is threatening us and and this has it's happened to me personally but I've watched it happen to others and watched how they handled it who is angry there's a lot of anger out there right now and there's a mm -hmm. tremendous amount of fear and behind every behavior if you can get behind that behavior and learn a little bit more about it um, it there's a way there's a way into adding heart and adding love and when we can meet anger with compassion and kindness and heart that's how we go about creating a new world when it's hardest to do that's when it's most important and that's what we're focusing on working on because it, it's easy because it's you know known prey and predator um, to come back defensively or to come back with anger but when we meet anger and fear um, and misinformation with love and compassion and a desire to understand we can dissipate that you're absolutely right and again thank you so much for sharing that for doing that and for integrating that into the culture at the hospital uh, just wonderful honorment and hopefully we can help facilitate you and others doing that to share that with other hospitals and people to be able to uh, understand the benefit of that to themselves and everyone and that it is hard but it is so clear that that is the intelligent the heart intelligent way to go mm -hmm. for anyone listening if you want to and don't know the tools that Gail's been talking about HeartMath is giving away the HeartMath experience you've probably already heard about that 
but please do share that with others. Uh, there are some hospitals sharing it with patients. I don't know if you thought of that yet, Gail, but it is a online simple course or 90 minutes you can watch or, or in 10-minute segments and really understand some of the heart science, understand the energetic field that our emotions and attitudes create and have the simple techniques like freeze frame to connect more with your heart's guidance. So this is a perfect time for us to go into our heart meditation and let's just build on this wonderful heart energy that and deep, deep compassion and care and love that Gail's been sharing and, and radiate that out to the world. So let's start by focusing on the heart. Just doing some heart-focused breathing. Let's just breathe appreciation as we do this to increase our coherence. Appreciate Gail and all the people that she's been touching, all the nurses at the hospital there. expand that appreciation by sending our love and gratitude and compassion to all the health care providers and others on the front lines and behind the scenes who have been putting themselves at risk and are now having to move into the intra-COVID. Let's see them surrounded by our love, care, and compassion. Now let's activate our genuine feelings of compassion and appreciation and radiate those heart qualities to all who are being challenged by the COVID-19 epidemic, financially, mentally, emotionally, or health-wise. Let's just send our heart to all who are being challenged.
And now let's close by sending compassion, care, and ease, these heart qualities, into the global energetic field environment. See them helping ease the pandemic and its effects. Knowing that by adding ease to the energetic field can help everyone. Let's see ourselves creating a reservoir of coherent heart energy as we do this that we can each and all draw upon during this next month to help sustain and energize our resilience, our intuitive heart guidance in the face of the uncertainty about the future. Let's radiate heart to that intention. all for participating and thank you Gail so much for your inspiration and your caring work thank you so much oh thank you Deborah I'm just so grateful for the time today um, don't have enough words for it so peace to all peace peace to all take care Next month's Ad Heart call will be Tuesday, June 16th at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. I'm really looking forward to reconnecting then. Take care. Bye-bye.